Hello and welcome to Herbology. I'm Anne. And I'm Kevin. And on this episode, we are going to be covering the season two finale, I Hope You Dance, season two, episode 12. Written by Emily Andrus, directed by Paolo Barsman, and it aired August 25th, 2017. Yes, and our usual spoiler warning and anything and everything from the series is fair game for discussion. Uh, and, uh, you know, also a uh, trigger warning. This is quite the emotional episode. It absolutely is. <laughs> and uh, it... so I'm not saying the podcast will be. I'm just saying, folks, OK, you have been one. It is, you know, <laughs> of all of the things Emily Andrus knows how to do well. There are many, many things, but a season finale is just one of them, isn't it? Just so next level, every single one of them. This one, <laughs> wow. It's uh, probably one of the most emotional episodes, most emotional postmortems, most emotional behind the scenes of the entire series. So much going on, so much so that my notes are just all over the place. So who knows what's going to happen <laughs> if I'll try to condense them or not. We'll, we'll see what's happening here. <laughs> but yeah, we open with uh, a very crazy haired shotgun wielding Waverly yelling Bobo Del Rey. C Caverly? Caverly? Caverly, been, yes. Been, been uh, dubbed. Very, very fitting. The Caverly look is is very chic. <laughs> very popular, too. <laughs> She's yelling, Bobo Del Rey, you do not get to do this. You do not get to win. <laughs> I love that line. Oh, yeah. Come on. It's the follow-up to heroes always win. Exactly. And, you know, <laughs> she's she's pissed off. She's, like, just found out what a world without her sister would be like, right? And now it's like, mm -hmm. oh, and now you're here and she's not? This is just great. Yeah, but We love feisty Waverly. We do love Feisty Waverly, and as Bobo will call her, new gay Waverly is a, a little <laughs> judgy, though. <laughs> but he does like the sass and how she betrayed her sister. Mm -hmm. Beth tries to intervene. Waverly, of course, uh, is is it cocks the gun, and between her teeth yells, "I mean it! Stand down, you shit strumpets!" <laughs> and that is a phrase that really needs more love from the fandom i don't see that one mentioned as often as i think it should be right way well, shit ticket gets a lot of play but shit strumpet really yeah nope. yeah i love nope. the way underappreciated yeah. underappreciated <laughs> <laughs> and uh, i also love how she so yeah so she's like stand down you shit strumpets and then she's like and you that is a woman's <laughs> coat <laughs> <laughs> tell it like it is she's bringing the hurt and the sass right Mm-hmm. And and then she kind of taunts him too. And she's like, You won't hurt me, which I never really placed before. But going forward, I think I'm gonna like try to watch remembering that he made that promise that he wouldn't hurt his angel. But um I never really believed that she believed he wouldn't hurt her. Yeah, it's nice that it's out in the open because that's you know, that's where it's an interesting part of it. But he also very much says, okay, just because I'm not going to hurt you doesn't mean I'm going to help you either. Yeah, right. And then he also does, you know, we find out in this episode that he tells Cludie that he can have Waverly as his like new bride. So maybe, <laughs> maybe this newfound Bobo is yeah. going back on his promise. <laughs> Always looking for an angle. It's Bobo. Got to do what you got to do, Kevin. 
Yeah, get it. yeah. Hey, we're gonna see you later on with Rosita, right? <laughs> see with everybody. <laughs> he says that giving a shit about her has only caused him pain, and uh, she says, "Yeah, nobody said parenthood was easy." <laughs> I know <laughs> it's it's kind of interesting to watch that. You know, at this point, she's still hanging on that possibility. Yeah, and I didn't give that much thought either. And like going through on this rewatch, I was like imagine what it has been like for her this whole time internalizing that he could possibly be her father right right yep that's again this interesting thing once you know too much and have seen the whole you know four seasons that we have so far you gotta go back and remember at the time this was some oh my goodness kind of stuff well yeah and she goes from from having who she thought her father was, you know, being Ward, who was, as we find out, a complete asshole, to then thinking that Bobo is Mm -hmm. her father. And it's like, well, which is worse at this point? But like, (laughs) you know, another horrible guy. And then as we find out later, like, no, her dad's a literal angel. (laughs) (laughs) So she goes from quite the extremes. Yeah. But um, then we hear a shotgun blast. And thank goodness. It's Winona appearing, saying, all I smell is fried bride. <laughs> uh, knows how to make an entrance. It knows how to make an entrance. Um, and I, this is the first time Waverly sees that she's actually back, right? So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She can she can rest easy. Snarky Beth, who's just been saying all kinds of uh, funny quips back and forth, says, oh, look, sister, an herpetizer. I thought it was mm-hmm. a pretty funny line instead of an mm-hmm. appetizer. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Winona's like, oh, Robert's fane. And he replies, gestating bitch. <laughs> and she's like, oh, so not so into angels anymore then? <laughs> I just love the like, let's, we're all just doing this face off, but let's just, you know, have these snappy, snappy insults we're going to throw at each other. Mm-hmm. He goes on about how he got tired of betting on the losing team. And uh, she's like, why are you back? And how many times do I have to put you in the ground? (laughs) And when she goes to shoot him, the widows do this thing that I guess I also didn't pay much attention to, where they kind of like create this force field in front of Bobo and her bullets just bounce right off of it. Mm, Yep. And um, they say that her bullets are useless against them because, of course, the third seal is broken and he has risen. And then um, Bobo checks a huge rock at her at Winona and um, she dodges it. And that's when we see the creepy hand coming out of the rubble. And after the commercial break, we come back and we see Winona lying on the ground. And she's like, Oh, I forgot he could do that. And this is where we get our first of many sweet sister moments in this episode. Many, many. Yes. The herb sister feels in this episode are through the roof. It's never lost on me that we like record on Herb Sister Sunday either. <laughs> it's like an Very extra special sweet for you. <laughs> an extra special treat for you. Yeah, and Winona's on the ground, much like she was before. And Waverly's just, you know, she's panicked. She's running to her like, oh, my God, are you okay? Is the baby okay? She's just very worried. Winona's like, oh, I forgot he could toss those things. And Waverly's just like, is there any chance you forgot what I did also? And just before she can answer, she's like, oh, but I don't 
you know, I also want to let you know that I also blew up Nicole, Jeremy and our barn just to bring you back. So it's like, can you please forgive me? Because like, look at the lengths I went to, to mm -hmm. bring you back. And Wayne's like, oh, that's sweet. But you know, when this is all over, I'm going to shove grass down your pants just to watch you squirm. So it's, it's sweet. It's like, a, it's like a perfect sister reunion for these two, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Keeping the bigger picture, the important stuff in mind, but also as sister's man, you're going to pay for it <laughs> kind yeah. of idea. And uh, she's like, but for now, and then she just brings her in for a hug. It's just so very sweet. Oh, it's a sweet hug. I love that one. That gift of that one's one of my faves. And the camera angle in this one, too, is, is really good. It's like hovering mm -hmm. above them. They're just holding each other. It's just such a great shot. Waverly yep. kisses her on the cheeks as she missed her. And it's like, how the heck is Bobo back? And this is when Wayne like, oh, by the way, I kind of died a little bit before. Yeah, I got to catch up on a lot of things. Yeah, they, they all have a lot of catching up to do, don't they? Mm -hmm. She's like, you know, but I am still the herb heir. Good news. And uh, Waverly says, and our only hope. But Wayne like, okay, but our first order of business is we got to make sure John Henry Holiday isn't dead. Mm -hmm. And uh, the next thing we see is like a someone sitting up in a body bag is it doc no but it's dolls so at least we know one of our guys is is alive and he's immediately worried about Winona and just goes running to the homestead mm -hmm. and this is where the the gang starts to become reunited they're all just kind of catching up with each other like okay How'd you, where'd you end up? When did you end up? Like, let's fill all e each other in on what's going on. And they're exchanging stories. Wayne is like, well, the last thing I remembered was I was with dolls and the plate. And the next thing I know, I woke up in a ditch. And she's like, story of my life. <laughs> Very appropriate though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he, dolls is like, well, I ended up in a body bag. And she's like, and they say you don't know how to party. <laughs> And she's like, you know, what about Doc? Does anybody know? And he's probably, uh, Dahl says, well, he's probably in a similar situation because I sort of killed him. Um, Nicole just says it's kind of a fog between what happened and what unhappened. And then here we see Waverly, you know, start talking about how, again, she's like, feels horrible. She wishes she could undo all the things that she did. And Dahl's is really sweet because he reminds her that, you know, hey, enough of that. Nicole wouldn't be here if you didn't do what you did. And then Wynonna makes everyone promise not to die anymore, which, you know, nobody just listens because throughout the next three or two years, <laughs> people just keep getting in trouble, don't they? And she shocks them all by saying like the third seal's broken and Bob was back and he's hanging out with the widows. Yeah. Got our hands full. Got we our do. hands full. We do. Jeremy's like, yeah, we heard it when it broke. It was like as if Godzilla stepped on a Lego. <laughs> Very appropriate, Jeremy. Have you ever stepped on a Lego? I know. Yes. Yes. I had I had kids. I know I know it's, that feeling very it's well. The worst feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you're not expecting it, right? <laughs> right. Waverly is just torn up, right? She's just feeling all sorts of bad about what she did. And Wynona's like, flush it down. We don't have time for this. No more guilt, no more secrets, which is really rich coming from Wynona, who has one of the biggest secrets of all at the end of this episode. Mm -hmm. 
very appropriate um, though again this is where we love i love the way it all like you just said there there are certain key moments and certain things being said and we all can kind of listen and go yes yes and then a little later on like ooh, no no <laughs> exactly it's like now that we know it's like but when you're listening to it that very first time you're just like right in the moment in the yeah. moment this is mm -hmm. good. Nobody's going to keep secrets. We're all going to listen yeah. to Winona. This is very wise of different. her to say. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's got a secret again. Winona's like, we need a plan and we need it fast because this sucker's coming out my vagina. And she's like, yeah, my vagina, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> the look on his face and Nicole's face is so very funny. Um, and then she's like... Uh, breaks the tension she's like speaking of flushing anyone got a pee okay no just me <laughs> no, just me yeah very fun i love all the pregnancy jokes they've like put in in this whole season mm -hmm. we see bobo at the mine and he's got the widows there and they're like our husband couldn't possibly be here because it's not consecrated ground and bobo's like oh but it is um and they're like, you better not betray us or you're going to rot in hell forever. And he's like, this is my only hope not to. So, you know, this you can trust me in, in this situation because it's kind of my last last ditch effort. Um, and then Beth just kind of assures him that if Boba guards him with his life, they um, they can make sure that he's going to, like, spare him that fate again. At the homestead, the Scooby gang is cooking up a plan. And Dolls asks if Wynona's sure that this plan is going to work, which we haven't heard the plan yet. And then she holds up Peacemaker and she's like, look, she holds it up to the, the plate and then shows that the plate and the gun glow. And then she says, look, they know each other. Gun and plate sitting in a tree. That's one of those lines. You That's why you got to have the uh, captions on because you miss it first time or two. Jeremy's like he's been tasked with like going back and finding the tomb. He's going to look back on his maps and try to figure out, you know, where they could have possibly put Cludy and Winona needs dolls to go find doc. And um, she's like, he's going to need to be here. Um, and, you know, she promised not to break the ring without him. And she's, she's just all kinds of worried. Um, and I think she's still like, maybe even a little concerned that he might be dead because nobody's, spotted him yet. haven't seen him yet right yeah mm -hmm. and jeremy's like you know no he he couldn't possibly be uh i'd feel it in my groin mail just kind of look at him like okay that's a weird <laughs> <laughs> not i'd feel it in my heart or i would just know my bones or something no. yeah it's no, like no. very specific very right mm -hmm. and uh they all just look at him puzzled because nobody knows about jeremy's magical groin yet do they magical talent no yeah, oh, it's and just developing. Wayne and says, just for that, I feel like I get to say vagina again. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're at what, a three vagina count in this episode so far. <laughs> <laughs> First fifteen minutes. Wayne is going to go deal with the plate, and Waverly says, "You know, I'm going with you because like the baby's going to come any second. And is like, "Yeah, you're about to see more than you bargained for." <laughs> and then. Winona looks at Nicole and says, hot, just like question mark. And Nicole stands up and says, I remember I got you Earp. Yeah, this is some foundational stuff for their relationship, isn't it? God. And at this point, first pass through, we have no idea what that even means. Like the significance of it. Mm -hmm. 
And mm-hmm. Waverly's like, what happened to flushing our secrets? And also knowing what we know, it, this exchange kills me every time because it's like the way Nicole asked Winona to make her this the end of life decision when she was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And then now we have Winona asking Nicole to do what she ends up doing for Alice. It's just like, <sighs> yep. And then also the way, um, so, you know, here Nicole says, I got you, Erp. And then that makes me think of like when Billy said it to Winona in 411. Just like oh, anytime and, yeah. says, I got you, Erp. Just like. <sighs> well, and I also think it's so close too. once we get near the end of season four with the with Nicole telling Winona, you know, it's my turn. Mm-hmm. The same idea, you know, they've been doing this or they've started this. And then it, that gives totally gives her the chance to kind of say, hey, you know, my my time, yeah. my turn. This, that, that foundational trust that they have with each other and mm-hmm. it just gets yep. stronger and stronger as we you don't get the, the... Que- you don't get to question. It's, you know, it's that relationship between folks where sometimes when someone has to ask for something, you don't get to question. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you just have to ask. Then we are back at the mine and they have found Cludie and he doesn't look so good. <laughs> I mean, even as a corpse, I guess he looks pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they say he needs nourishment. And by that, they mean he needs the heir's blood. And uh, they don't just want the heir's blood. They want to feed him Winona's baby. This got very dark very quick. It did, and I kind of forgot about that yeah, part. Yeah, <laughs> see, you know, I mean, we've been building up this season to the whole, what's going to happen to the demon Cludie that's going to be so awful, and and come on, it's it's Winona Earp, so there's a little bit of fun with the, at least in our heads, I think, with the the idea of, uh, you know, what's our villain like, and, and they've been building him up, and then, come on, when I mean, you start talking about taking babies, I'm like, wow, that got dark fast. <laughs> uh, Widow Mercedes, um, I kind of forgot this part, too. It's been so long since I watched this episode. Um, But she's kind of inspired by Winona. And she goes on about how she's 10 times the gunslinger that Wyatt ever was. And she kind of wants to double cross Beth. And she's like, no, I want the ring. I want to be the biggest bad there ever was. She doesn't want to serve Bolshar. So we've got the sisters at odds here because Beth's like, no, I should have left you to rot in that box. And Mercedes says, your rotten box can wait on him for eternity. <laughs> yeah, this was a nice uh, double cross. Uh, maybe not a double cross, but certainly like a very improvised uh, move for, you know, for uh, Wither Mercedes and all. I mean, it, it, I, I just love the plot jumps that were going on with all these things. Yeah, and I almost felt like like widow Mercedes kind of got like a little bit of real Mercedes in her there where she's like, why known as 10 times the gunslinger why it ever was like, cause the real Mercedes is like a power bitch. Right. So well, like, opportunistic too. And that's, yeah. you know, that's kind of what, what she's going to end up doing with the whole idea of screw this chop off his hand, get the ring and, I got my own plan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, what do we call this version of her when she when she chops off the ring and puts it on and transforms into the white witch, the spider witch? Uh, that could work. That could work. I mean, it was more fun just referring to her as like 
going all Galadriel and all, but that's, you know, crossing your fandom streams. But yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I just don't like, I'm like, was there, was there a specific well, like 3.0 Mercedes 3.0. What is what is she now when she's at the white Mercedes? Like, I don't even I, know. I like the white witch. I, I can go with that. I, I can get behind that. <laughs> uh, then we're at Greta's house and she is packing a bag to leave. She's going to get out of Dodge. And Winona sneaks up behind her saying, witches get stitches, especially if they <laughs> wish you and your unborn child into oblivion. Super rude. <laughs> Yeah. Oops. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's worth noting that Peacemaker doesn't glow. So, like, she's a witch, so it didn't glow for her. I don't know what that means. Well, I think as we've had some discussions, and we're going to have lots more uh, in the coming episodes covering four seasons worth, going along with the idea of Peacemakers having sentience and being able to make decisions as definitely are going to see happen later in shorties um i'm wondering at this point if you have very much with winona she wasn't seriously going to do anything to her she's trying to manipulate her so i, I mean and i just take it as peacemaker going yeah 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 you're just you're just making talking a big game you don't yeah. plan to do anything like i don't even need to glow right now yeah what i you're not gonna <laughs> don't waste my energy <laughs> yeah exactly don't make me go through all the color stuff Waverly says, you look like uh, Maddie, but you're nothing like her. And Winona's like, your sister's the only reason I don't punch you in the jugs. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, God, the way she talks, I just love it sometimes. I know. She's like, uh, she says she's going to ex exploit Greta. And Greta's like, what can I even do for you anymore? Like, what is left? Yeah. And then she talks about the Shadow Lord stirring and his wife's growing more powerful. And I don't remember him ever being called the Shadow Lord. See, that was a good one. Because, yeah, I mean, I might have missed it. But i that's a reference I didn't, I didn't recall either. Yeah. And I don't know that anyone does again. But. The way she called him that, I was like, oh, I missed that. Yeah, that's a good that's a good description. She says that the gun isn't enough to defeat Clutie. And Winona's like, how about some stylish dinnerware? She's shocked. She's like, where did you get that? Waverly says, I lost a hand for it. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful callback to early in the season. Yeah, so good. Winona says, I bit the big one for it. And uh, <laughs> short version is it's a weapon. And she says that the uh, legend has it your uh, your great grandfather Edwin ascertained it was only a shield, and then Wayne says we don't need a shield, we need a freaking missile. And I'm mm. like, anytime they talk about a shield, I immediately think of season four. Yes, how can how can you not? That's what's that's what's that's what's fun. Yeah, and it's like her saying we don't need a shield. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, you do, and it's Nicole. <laughs> Definitely need a shield. <laughs> We finally see that Doc is alive, and um, it's so sad. He's just standing at the top of the well, peering down, and he's just like, he's in a trance, and he's crying. He's still very shaken up. Oh, and this is beautiful in the sense of what it's going to lead to in season three, in some of the tough spots Doc's going to end up in and decisions he's going to make. I mean, this is great foundational stuff to Doc, as we're going to find out since he went to hell. Um, mm -hmm. Really, really wondering. And it's just, I think it's fascinating to watch him be so downtrodden and, and 
reflecting on a lot of this, but as soon as he finds out Guinona needs help, it's just an instant change. Yeah, he just Sign snaps. Me up. Put yeah. me in, coach. Yep. Yeah. But he's, uh, I mean, he's just out of it. His face, I mean, God, just tugs mm-hmm. at you. Um, and, you know, he's going on about how he's just normal now, mortal, and he can feel it in his bones, in his lungs, the burning. And, um, yeah, Dolls is like, the ring was broken, but not by Wynonna. He's like, it doesn't matter who did it. I've seen my future and his great heroic ending. And Dahl says that he's sorry and that, you know, Wynonna's back thanks to him. And that gets his attention. Like you said, he just immediately kind of snaps out of it. And he's like, oh, did you see her? <laughs> how, mm-hmm. how is she? And he's like, not a scratch, still pregnant, niching to shoot something. <laughs> Uh, Quite the accurate description. Yeah. He, he, you know, catches him up on what's happening. And then Doc's like, well, here I was hoping to remain not dead for a few more hours. (laughs) Guess that's not happening. Back at Greta's, Waverly asks if Wynonna's okay. And here we've got another one of those sister moments of the the episode, right? And Mm -hmm. she's just kind of like, mm-hmm, and puts her hands on her belly and Waverly goes on about, you know, how she should have trusted her. And Wynona immediately cuts her off. And she's like, listen, I'm terrified because you're supposed to be the smart, moral one. And you royally screwed us. Um, but I do suppose it was for someone you love. And then Waverly just like starts word vomiting, right? And she's like, well, Nicole's married. <laughs> Wynona's like, what? <laughs> Where'd that come from? To a dude? Yeah, to a dude. <laughs> And she says no to a gorgeous lady doctor, like worse, right? <laughs> and Wayne is so sweet. And she's like, listen, I have eyes. I can see Nicole loves you. Oh, that, and that right there is just beautiful. Come on. I just, that's one of those. I want to pause and just go, oh, you know, she's like, let me just give you this reassurance <laughs> right now. Like the yep. whole town has eyes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, Waverly's got more to confess, right? She goes on to say that she's also not her sister. The DNA came back and she's not an herb. And Wynonna's just like, like hell you're not, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's interrupted by Greta coming back in. Uh, that was a lot of confession in a small amount of time. And Greta says that they were right. The plate's made from the same metal as Peacemaker. And it also has traces of amylite in it, which we all know protects the homestead. The bad news is it's only enough for one bullet. Waverly's like, nah, I guess it was just a side plate. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Waverly says, I know you're bad at math, but there are two widows and one bullet. And Winona plans uh, to use it on Cludie. And she says that you cut the head off an eel and his parasites shrivel up and die too. And I end the curse once and for all. But this part I really thought was kind of fun because we've heard Waverly tease Winona about math before. And, you know, in the same season in 201, she's like, oh, you did math. But mm-hmm. so for her to bring that back and be like, I know you're bad at math. Just making it canon, right? Winona exactly. is bad at math. She empties her gun of all the old bullets and puts in the amylite bullet. And she says, and now I have to pee again. <laughs> And, and for those who weren't aware, but they did kind of like a teaser trailer about halfway through the season after the pregnancy reveal. And that was one of the key spots right in there. So that was really fun to see that ahead of time. Oh, okay. I, I kind of, um, that's, that's, um, 
that camera shot where she's emptying out the bullets, it gave mm -hmm. me the same feels as um, in season four when she starts picking out all of her weapons off the pool table. Yeah. Kind yep. of just same like that gearing the up for action kind of thing. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Battle. As she's leaning over the railing of the porch and having like these labor pains, she says, I haven't felt this off since the 2005 chili cook-off debacle, <laughs> which is another great tie-in because throughout this series, we hear about damn chili cook-off, right? Yeah, yeah, we had it at the end of season one, season one finale, bringing it forward. Yeah. It's going to come back. It's going to come back. finally get a chili cook-off, right? <laughs> exactly. I love those little things. So very fun. BBD, Jeremy's stressing out over his maps and he's like, I don't think my theory is right anymore about these holy sites. Um, and then we realize, or I realize anyway, that Jeremy hasn't even met Bobo yet. Mm -hmm. All this time and he hasn't even met Bobo before. Um, but really who he can't wait to meet is the little pod, which is what he's been calling the baby. Just mm -hmm. kind of funny. And he wants to teach it to rap which I also thought was funny because in real life, Varun freestyles. So I thought it was funny that his character wants to teach to rap. And Nicole has this very sweet moment with him where she asks why he stayed in purgatory after BBD dissolved. dissolved. And he says, I stayed because I don't fit in here, but none of you asked me to. I'm allowed to be me. Said one of the most emotional episodes. Yeah, for ev like everybody's got for this everybody. moment. Everybody, so many and, key scenes that are just character moments like this. And Emily, you know, mentions it in her postmortem with Bridget, where she says, like, she likes in her finales for everyone to have like a moment. Mm -hmm. she, she she did good. She does good. <laughs> <laughs> Newsflash, yep. Yeah, newsflash. <laughs> She's good at her job. <laughs> and uh, as Nicole is telling him that he's part of a family, Mercedes 3.0 shows up. And uh, part of a family is like dealing with the terrifying forces of evil, which is what Nicole says. <laughs> she says, where is the erp wench? I want my weapon. <laughs> and Nicole draws her gun and says, why don't you eat mine? <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. Um, and it turns out Mercedes is going to use them as bait, which is scary. Yeah. yeah. But very smart. Very smart. You grab those mm -hmm. two. You're bound to lure someone in. Dolls has driven up in Charlene. And um, he and Doc are going to, you know, go back together. And it turns out Doc has changed all of... Um, Dolls has changed all of Doc's radio stations, which I thought was a very funny thing to mention. And it turns out that Doc is obsessed with Adele, <laughs> <laughs> which I didn't see coming. No, no. Uh, his phone rings and it's Waverly and she's panicked and she's saying he needs to get back to the homestead right away. They have a code pot of gold, <laughs> which means the baby is coming. Um. Oh. And uh, he's so very cute. He's like getting a little panicky and he's like, you know, you take the car. I know a shortcut. So apparently he's just going to run through the woods instead. <laughs> Dolls is going to go get the doctor and bring her to the homestead. And uh, before he leaves, he's like, uh, you touch my radio again and I will gut you. Got you. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah and there's a there's a sweet spot there too where dolls tells him that um a baby is often thought of as a person's immortality which is kind of sweet there's you know they're friends you know they've gone through some stuff but they all care about each other we see waverly driving she's driving a very in labor winona to the homestead Winona's just like breathing through it. She says, Jesus, coconuts. Why isn't there an app for this? <laughs> Waverly's just encouraging her like, you know, we're almost there. Going to be fine. And then she slams on the brakes because in the middle of the road is Mercedes 3.0. And uh, she says, Winona Earp, time to meet your destiny. Winona's like, that better not be a nickname for your beeve. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh i don't know how Uh, people hang out with her and don't crack up like every (laughs) single thing that comes out of her mouth they just roll their eyes right (laughs) um and we see not only is she standing in the middle of the road but there's a whole bunch of bodies laying in the middle of the road that she has venomed including nicole and jeremy Mm. and uh she's going on about the demon lord and she wants the final piece of the puzzle and she's not talking about Winona's useless gun. Winona goes on to tell her that the plate of hers was tacky as shit so she melted it down into one sexy amylite laced bullet. Um, and there's a lot of good quips in this whole exchange but there's just too much happening to go in detail. <laughs> Beth shows up and um, she's mad that Mercedes tried to blow her up as you would be and um she grabs waverly from behind and mercedes just goes on about how the weapon she wants isn't the plate but winona and she tends to use her and then winona yells just so everyone's clear i'm my own damn weapon and i'm about to unleash all this shit Mm -hmm. so sweet when she does that kicking ass while she's in labor (laughs) And Mercedes is like, I hate to point this out to you, but you only have one bullet. And there's two of us and my husband. So she's pointing at the whole math thing too here. Winona says, you've got some nerve trying to negotiate while you're still wearing my friend's face. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Mercedes points out that she also has Bolshar's ring. And it's so interesting because I never noticed this before. But when she says that, so she says, I've got Bolshar's ring. The camera pans to paralyze Nicole on the ground and her eyes get real big and she looks real worried. Mm-hmm. I never, I mean, yep. I never noticed that before. And now we know why. Like that's when she hears the word Bolshar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, very good observation. You know, I yeah. freaked out yeah. when I watched that. I'm like, look at her she's paralyzed but her eyes are moving yeah freaking out that's when it was like oh shit but like first pass through none of that well no because looks like she's just know. worried because everybody's whole worried about going what's down. going on yeah exactly can't tie it together yet so good uh mercedes is like i can destroy you all before your next breath Wynona repeats his name and mercedes says it means fires given which i also didn't really put together before but that's interesting given that after the massacre the forest was burned down mm, yep. so that was interesting they say bbd did it but i was like it's interesting that his name also means fires given mm-hmm. who knows if it means anything but it just stood out 
And then, thank goodness, Doc finally shows up and you can see the relief on Winona's face because this is the first time she's seen him. So she can see that he's fine. Mercedes is like, use the bullet on Beth. (laughs) (laughs) We'll take down Bullshar together. And Beth is like, no, shoot Mercedes or I'll kill your sister. So they're obviously getting along great. (laughs) <laughs> Thanksgiving's going to be real fun at their house. Yeah, real fun at their house. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mercedes is like, uh, you know, Beth wants to feed your baby to Bolshar. And then Doc speaks up and is all, do not threaten our child. And uh, Beth is like, yeah, those threats aren't going to work on us. And Doc says, maybe I should take the prize we are fighting for. And this is when it gets real interesting, doesn't it? Real scary. First time through, this was not a comfortable situation. No. And this standoff is like so much like in Better Dig 2 when they've got that standoff with Winona and Doc again. Mm-hmm. It's like, I feel like we've been here before. And this is what I was remembering when I saw it in season four. Um And he says, I am the greatest gunslinger that ever was. When I pull the trigger, things die. It gets real dicey here, doesn't it? He says, mercy comes in many forms. And Winona's like, you're confused. And then he says, he'll kill them both before he lets her walk in the service of the devil. Beth is like, yeah, yeah, it's all just a ruse. Winona's like, oh, like it clicks for her then, right? She's like, if I die, they can't use me. And then Doc says, two birds, one stone. Winona's like, the baby's coming, aim high, you can save it. And Waverly's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is a horrible idea. Well, no. I, I love on retrospect the two birds, one stone. I mean, it, at first you think it might be Winona and the baby. Right. And it's not. It's the two widows. But you wonder, too, like, are they so in sync that, like, Winona, this is when he kind of, like, it clicks for her. Like, are they speak? do they trust each other so much that he's speaking in code to her? Well, I think the situation is so dire that she just, like you said, the two of them are like, hey, we got to go nuts here on this. That's our only chance of getting out of this. So she's just following the lead. And she's in on it because, like, she fires back. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. like, it's this, like, unspoken. I mean, they're speaking, but, like I said, a code. And it's like they're just, they're in on it together. Um. He says he'll do his best. And Winona's like, just make sure to take one of them on on the way down. And there's this whole sea on the other side exchange. They both shoot and just like one of the best shots in the whole series is this bullet split, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Did you have no idea what's going on? How what is good? What is what is happening? How are we going to help our our Scooby gang? What? I don't get it. And then that. That's like, I mean, how that's... is she going to pull out of this? I mean, I know, I'm sure she's, I'm sure she's going to be fine. I just don't understand how, right? Yep. And uh, yeah, it's like this perfect split. Just so cool how it happens. And taking both of the sisters out at the same time. And they both just kind of like, I don't know, turn into spiders or something. Yeah, I don't just even disintegrate really into teeny yeah. little spiders. Yep. And all the victims are now unparalyzed. And she's like, I didn't know you could split a bullet. He's like, neither did I. 
<laughs> and then he also says, it's been so long since I actually killed something. I forgot how happy it makes me. <laughs> and it's so true because earlier yep. he says, when I pull the trigger, things die. And I'm kind of laughing going, no, it nothing's maybe in the past, in Maybe in the you. past, but it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> so that's very, it's just, again, the show, like you go from like comical to tension to oh, mm -hmm. it's just so much happening. Waverly just comes up and she just starts slapping people, right? She's like, don't ever do that to me again. <laughs> well, she's like the representative everyone. for all of us in the audience because we're along with cheering, we're also going, what the hell, dude? Yeah, why'd you put us through that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could have let us all in on the secret, right? I mean, it's a season finale. Who knew what was going to happen? And it's like, this is the first, I don't even think we're to the half hour mark yet. Like, it's no, just so see, much happening. It's a lot. See, to me, it also reminds me a lot of as we got near the end of season four, when it was like, oh, my goodness, there's so many things hanging. And somehow Emily found a way to wrap it all up in that next yeah. to last episode, which wasn't expecting. Same thing here. Didn't expect to have our villains killed off at the halfway point of the episode. Yeah, absolutely. Like the pace of the show is insane. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Doc is like, I think you're dilating. And she's just so thrilled that he read the books. And he's like, I Wikipedia it. <laughs> and he's like, come on, big mama. And she's like, just big mama me. Very funny. They rush into shorties where this is where she's going to end up having the baby. Right. And she's concerned. They're all concerned because she's not as protected as she would be at the homestead. Waverly's like, I got to go and be with Wynonna. And Nicole says, yeah, I got to go get ready. And Waverly's like, what did Wynonna ask you to do? And Nicole says the only thing she could. Mm. Again, it's just another one of those. Yeah. And at this point, first time I'm through, you're like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Nobody knows. Doc's like, you know, what now? Like, what do we do now? Back in my day, the men just waited out back and smoked. <laughs> <laughs> and, um. In walks Rosita, and she's like, oh, there'll be no smoking in here. And Winona says, great, now everyone's going to see my destiny, which is funny <laughs> callback to the beef joke that just happened, right? Yes. And she jokes asking if they should Skype Nedley in, <laughs> which is also funny because, like, Skype is so outdated now, right? Everything's Zoom. But again, we're going back to 2017 here. I know, but look how fast that happened. I know, but that's why I say, you know, we, we take for granted, thanks to pandemic and so forth, Zoom became, you know, its own thing. But yeah. Wait, Nona's like, you know, no, Doc, you got to go after Bolshar. I used my one bullet. We need to know if he got out. Jeremy knows where the tomb is, so he's going to go with Doc. And before he leaves, Wayne Nona tells him she's glad he stayed in purgatory. Mm. Yeah. So sweet. This leaves just Waverly, Rosita, and Winona behind, and it's fine because we know how smart Waverly is, and she's been reading all about home births, so it's going to be fine. Rosita says, I got you, Winona," and Winona apologizes to her, and Rosita's like, you say sorry now, wait till you got to push, which this whole small exchange is just, it seems so sweet, right? And then what happened? It's just like, why you got to? Betrayal. Yeah, Tisa's like this. It seems like everything's hunky dory. <laughs> hunky dory. Um, in the meantime, as Dolls is just running a simple errand, going to get a doctor, it should be no problem. He runs into Ewan and his gang, 
And it turns out they got to the doctor first and killed her because she knew about the ERP air. Um, so that's not great. Back at Shorty's, Winona's on the pool table. And she quips about, she's like, why didn't I, why did I lie on the pool table when there are a whole bunch of couches over there? Which is very funny. Um, Waverly says, you were never much for tradition. And I guess our baby won't be, I love how she calls it our baby. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess our baby won't get the chance, chance to learn ours. And this is when she realizes that Nicole told her about the plan and Waverly's, you know, kind of sad about it. And she's like, why didn't you tell me sooner? And she says she wanted to wait as long as possible to break her heart. Yeah. Ugh, and it just starts getting more emotional from here, doesn't it? Sure does. And also they didn't know if she could even leave the Ghost River Triangle. Oh, so sad. Um, I don't even want to get into the Ghost River Triangle and leaving because that's all that Nicole stuff later. Uh, it's just, it's everything. Uh, and she's like, you know, how long have you known and she says ever since the vision quest when she saw how Bobo was with her. So that's interesting too. And she's like, he's he's your father, isn't he? And she's like, honestly, I don't even know anymore. And then she's like, you know, and if the baby is Jonas's, baby won't be able to cross either. It's a whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, Rosita smacks Waverly's head against the pool table. And it was so violent, Kevin. <laughs> That was shocking. It was shocking is the only word I can say. I mean, it was one of those moments where I doubted what I had just seen. You know? Yeah, we're having this tender moment between the Earp sisters. Yes. And then I yes. I literally was like, what the... F-? I know I yelled, what the fuck? Like, and she just... Gra- little Rosita just grabs her and smashes her head right against the table. Mm-hmm. I know it's acting, but it looked so real. <laughs> <laughs> I was shook, as they say, Kevin. Oh, yes. Yeah. I have one of the most unexpected things in this whole series, I swear to God. And then not only does she, like, smack Waverly's head into the pool table, then she... She's very careful about how she does it as when you see it, but she, then she smacks Peacemaker out of the way too, right? And mm-hmm. then drags Waverly's body away. How did you, how did Emily even think of this twist? <laughs> like she what, loves to torture us. I know. At what point was she like, remember when you were all just like super starting to like Rosita? Yes, yes, yes. I know. Let's flip this around. Rosita goes on about how she's had it with Winona and her holier than thou attitude and I'll kill you last Rosita and how the baby's currency and there are endless men who would kill to get their hands on it which is so interesting because in the end it's not a man right Mm. she's like and she kind of gives Winona I forgot about this too she gives her like one last chance she's like will you guarantee me safe passage and Winona doesn't do it, which reminds me of the like whole Robert Spain in the ring in the well situation. Like Doc had his chance to get out of the well. He didn't take it. Here Winona's like, no, I can't guarantee you safe passage. Uh, and, you know, got to stay true. Got to mm-hmm. stay true to your true to yourself and true to what you believe in. Tough but, to do, obviously, but, you know, this is why we love them. 
Winona calls her a crazy traitor bitch. And she's like, it doesn't matter. Uh, you're not even going to keep it anyway. Just like, uh, it's just. I told you, most emotional episode. <laughs> yeah. And then Winona says, Ripping I at the heart. care about this more than anything else in the world. Rosita promises to get the baby out alive, but doesn't promise that Winona will survive. What a betrayal, though. Like, yes, she said, like, yes, Winona said she was going to shoot her last, but she has to, right? She has to end the curse. But, like, what about the betrayal to Doc, who's been promising to keep Rosita safe this whole time and has, as far as we could tell, been upholding his promise? She is a revenant. We yeah. have to keep, and much as we like her, we have to remember she is a revenant and will be killed by Peacemaker. Opportunity. <sighs> Opportunity. So At the mine, Bobo and Doc face off, and <laughs> he's like, mm, you look a little different, Bobo. He talks about how Bolshar changed him, and he promised him a new bride, someone pure, his angel, Waverly. Doc doesn't like that so much and gets pretty mad. Jeremy shows up saying, hey, you shit ticket, which I just love that he's like picked up Waverly's little things, right? And Doc yells, no, throws his knife, but Bobo does the redirect thing and it goes right into Doc's hand, like sticking him to the wood of the mine. Mm -hmm. <sighs> At Shorty's, Winona's in full out labor. And she's trying to bargain with Rosita, saying, like, you know, what about Doc? And she's like, he doesn't love me. When it's like, yeah, he does in his own way. <laughs> and she says that when she disappeared, she saw what Doc was without her, hard and cruel. Just really interesting. Mm -hmm. Different yeah. ramification of the uh, missing Winona episode, huh? Yeah, it's a really good point. Like it highlighted for her just. Yeah. That might have been one of those things that finally made her decision that she had to turn and use the baby. Yeah, it could have been her tipping point. Uh, Wayne says, sounds like a match made in heaven. And Rosita says, you don't know me at all. And she says, I know that you're the kind of woman who made this about a guy. And you better hide because she's not going to stop until she finds her. And uh, Rosita goes on saying, like, the Revenant brethren are coming. And Wynonna's like, you know, please just let my sister go. And then all of a sudden, we hear Waverly's voice say, I'm not going anywhere. Just pipes up out of nowhere, right? Mm -hmm. Wonderful to hear. Right? Music to our ears. And she has Peacemaker. And Rosita's like, you're not going to shoot me. And... Like Waver, like Waver's got blood coming out of her nose, right? And she's just, she's a mess, and she's torn up by this whole thing. And she tries to shoot her, and it just clicks. And Rosita just kind of taunts her, right? She's like, "You can't. You're not 27. You're not the heir." And then Winona starts doing her Winona stuff, right? And she's like, "But you are my sister," and she just starts into her. Waverly Earp. Yes, Earp. You listen to me. You're one of the good guys, the best of us. And you are just as much a part of me as this baby. Oh, such a good Most scene. Most emotional. Such a good scene. Winona grabs Rosita and she's, you know, just yelling at Waverly, you can do this. And Waverly's like, I can't. And then 
uh she's like you, you know you have to and then like i said rosita hasn't done enough already that she just punches winona in the face <laughs> she's on the table in labor and she punches a pregnant woman in the face <sighs> and then winona's like okay you're not gonna listen to me i'm, I'm gonna start talking to peacemaker right and I love when she talks to Peacemaker. This is this part's so much like when she talked to Peacemaker in uh, Holy War Part Two when it's hidden yep. in the church. Yep. And she just yells, "Hey, you asshole! We need your help. We need you to work. We need you to get in the goddamn game." And Rosita says to Waverly, "For the for the record, I really like you." And Wayne just yells, "Peacemaker!" Glows blue. And it shoots for Waverly, which is like mind boggling, right? Because yes, yes, all of the rules we know about Peacemaker, which change all the time, but it shouldn't work, right? Again, sentient. This is the thing we've been wanting to learn more about. Yeah. And the fact that it does is just so freaking cool because it just changes everything. Mm hmm. Uh, but yeah, it goes blue, shoots for, her, hits Rosita in the head, and Rosita's just, it's interesting because Rosita's doing this big betrayal, but the look on her face is so betrayed that Waverly would do it to her. She's just like shocked. Well, but she's also, I think, shocked because it didn't kill her. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it just grazed her or whatever kind of to get a point across i mean and this is where we start talking or at least i did a lot of us okay so peacemaker didn't think that rosita should have been killed by waverly you can't give her that ability right but it can try to shake her up yeah it needed to like stop this moment kind yes. of thing yeah yeah i mean at least that's where lots of fun discussions on the what ifs and, and all about peacemaker yeah well and even like then it goes ahead and it's like sizzles for Waverly. And then she drops it and she's like, make up your mind, which is interesting too, because like, why wouldn't Waverly be able to hold it? Knowing now, see, what me, we know now. Yeah. But for me, what I think I'm reflecting on this now a few times through the series is that Peacemaker again, because I think it has feelings. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it didn't want to let Waverly shoot, but it knew it had to. So it did it, but then it was pissed off. Yeah. It was so like, I don't want you to be able to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Drop me. Don't, you know, get me out of here. I, I'm not doing anything for you. Right. That, that's where I'd like to go in my head on that. Because it didn't sizzle because she was revenant. Which... No, but perfect timing based on where we are with the knowledge of who we don't know who Waverly is yet. So right. I think that was perfect because that's what we all assume. Well, not all of us, but me, yeah. <laughs> I think many others assumed at this point was, Oh, it's because Waverly's a revenant. <laughs> exactly. Or like at least part revenant, right? Yeah, like part. She, yeah. She can yeah. sometimes do it. Um, but so now knowing that she wasn't a revenant, we're it's it still gives us that thought, right? Like right. Right. it's even makes us wonder. Thinks it's even more sentient than we thought it was because it, it's not sizzling because she was a revenant. Mm-hmm. So mm -hmm. interesting. But yeah, even in the the behind the scenes, um, Emily says, I always say Peacemaker is like a horse on our show. It's misbehaved. It's stubborn. It seems to follow its own path. But then Wynonna commands it to shoot. And with Waverly, it does. 
And I think that speaks to the Earp girls connection and the fact that they really are sisters, whatever Waverly's mysterious lineage is. So I think that's interesting too. Like it's more about the connection between the sisters than like some of the other properties or rules that we think the gun has. Yep. It's not as cut and dried. It's not as scientific. There's more emotion to it than at this point many of us would have thought, I think. One of the most mysterious parts of the whole show is that goddamn mm -hmm. gun. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a quick scene with Dolls, who's in a shootout with the Order, who wants the baby. And then he ends up just going all full dragon on them all. Yep. Torches them all. Yep. <laughs> we don't see them again. At the mine, Bobo turns on Jeremy and he's like, oh, you have metal in you. Lots of metal in you. So we learn some, some more about Jeremy here. He says he was in a car accident when he was 11. Bobo says, you're no stranger to pain then. And then he's going to try to do Jeremy's gun, but it's plastic, which I thought was so smart. So smart. Like, yeah. He knew about this, made a plastic mm -hmm. gun. So smart. And he uh he tries to blast him. Uh it's enough to distract him but not kill him. And then Doc frees himself from the knife and goes after Bobo. And I, I like he did this before when he who did he go after? When he went after the widow, um, after they drove the car, uh, the truck through the barn. Yeah. When he yep. like each punch he gave, he was like, This is for so and so, this is for so and so. And this time he says this is for threatening Waverly. And then he hits him again. He's like, this is for betraying Wyatt. And this is for <laughs> leaving me in the well. <laughs> I love how he like doles out his punches for like each person. And at Shorty's, the baby is here. And, the baby. The baby. And when he goes through the behind the scenes about like the whole, all the baby stuff and just... This whole episode is just crazy magical and like the behind the scenes will tell you, but the culmination of everything to get to this point, not only physically with Melanie, but how the story had to change and how it ends up changing to be this like amazing thing that they couldn't have even predicted. It's just like the craziest thing. It is just such such a great example of how special it is and, and how in life you can make all the plans in the world and nope, life's going to go another way and you've got no choice but to react and do the best you can. Yeah. And what what magic it turned into. Baby's here. She's like, you know, how can anything have fingers this small? And they're talking about how perfect she is and we can hear like the revenants banging on the door outside, right? And Wynonna says that, you know, the Earp air, they're always coming for me and everything I love. And she's, she's just a mess. She's sobbing. And to find out that they did this in one take is amazing. Like she and Dom did this in one take. They talked about how the baby, like, cried in between Mel's lines. It was like the baby was in on the whole thing. Yeah. And how as Dom walked away with the baby, the baby like cried again, like as it's leaving the mother, air quotes mother. 
Uh, just like I, I can't imagine Melanie like so close to actually having a baby and then playing this, you know, giving up of a baby. Just, I mean, it, it really helped the scene, I think. But gosh, just it's crazy. She tells the baby that she's the coolest thing she ever did. And she promises her that she'll have it much better than she did. She kisses the baby. Waverly takes the baby and is like, you know, Nicole's waiting in the getaway car. And uh, my Nona goes on about her throbbing lady bits and the rage to match. She says that the revs are doomed. And she's like, you know, she stops Waverly before she goes. And she's like, make sure Doc gets a moment with the baby. Which is just like so sad and sweet too to think that she's like yes we've got to get the baby to safety but please make sure doc at least gets a second and then way really says you're wrong winona you're the best of us so much happening that broke me hard but just like also how everyone in this episode is like doing everything they can to make sure they get this baby to safety god this show sucks (laughs) (laughs) And by uh, sucks, it, you mean amazing the things that it does to us. So, it's good. Air quotes, it's the, TV show. I know. It's the best show ever. And again, in the behind the scenes, Mel's talking about how she had this real newborn baby in her arms and how she's lying down on the pool table and how she kind of didn't feel pregnant anymore because of the like positioning she was laying in. It kind of took some of the weight off of her belly. One take. It's Matter of cool. days before she actually gave birth. She's an amazing person. I mean, and they some of those behind the scenes are just them all talking about how amazing she is and everything that she did in the season. Then another emotional things happening. Like they're at the purgatory line, right? Nicole's car oh, yeah. stops at the county line and Waverly says, We know what we have to do. You know, we have to know. And Waverly says, if the baby starts screaming or I start to burn, get us over the line fast. And Nicole says, I got you, Waves. It's kind of like the I got you, Erp, right? Got you, Erp, yep. Got you, yep. Waves. Perfect parallel. But what a, like, what a cool way for us to find out, right? Like, how are we going to solve? Like, how are we going to determine if she's yeah. an Erp, if the baby is Revenant? Like, I don't know. Yep. Let's see if they can cross the line and do it together. Yep. So smart and so, like. You're just waiting at the edge of your couch, right? Like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Holding the breath is what you're doing. Yeah. Like we didn't um, already ride that emotional roller coaster with Winona. Now we got to do this too. Yeah. And she wonders what she is. And Nicole says, that's easy. You are extraordinary. Stamp it. Yeah. Cornerstone. Classic line. <laughs> she makes it all to our surprise because like... I don't know. I kind of expected something to happen. Something right? to happen. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, first time through, you're like, oh, my goodness, it can't all be this good. <laughs> yeah. One of them has to be something. <laughs> something right. Has to be wrong. <laughs> but then it's like you've got that moment where we're like, oh, my God. OK. But then you're like, but then what is she? Right. Well, like, yeah, God. but that's that's more of the cerebral at the time this is happening, I, at least for me emotionally. I'm not going there yet. Mm-hmm. I'm just holding my breath to see what happens. And it, it's like the line Waverly says after, you know, nothing, nothing happens. I, I missed the first couple of times yeah. through. 
until you know that whole joke about asking about how the divorce <laughs> I missed that I swear well, I and she the... says it so quietly right <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm still just emotionally pleased that you know they both were fine <laughs> yeah because how's the divorce coming along and Nicole <laughs> chuckles and it's like yeah I'm on it <laughs> Emily talks in the postmortem with Bridget about Waverly's ability to cross the line and she says I really love that moment that both she and the baby managed to cross the line. Now, does it mean that Waverly has more choices? Can she leave the Ghost River Triangle? Can she go and see the ocean with Nicole? It's going to be interesting to see how that spurs Waverly on next year. And that would be going into season three. Season four, Emily ruined all the ocean plans. (laughs) (laughs) We had bigger things to deal with, okay? (laughs) It's so fun to look back, though, and be like, yeah yeah what could have been yep (laughs) oh i like it the way it is though i like Mm -hmm. the pain (laughs) at shorty's the revenants have showed up and they're breaking down the door winona's just sitting there waiting for them looking like she has the baby but no she's cradling peacemaker (laughs) and um you know, again, Dolls shows up as like she's shooting. All of a sudden, there's somebody else there with her. And he says, I'm here with you, Erp. So it's just we hear this a lot, right, in this episode, right? Just everyone backing each other up. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they kick ass. And a revenant asks where the baby is. And she says, somewhere you'll never find it outside the Ghost River Triangle. And it's never coming back. And mm-hmm. I think that's so interesting that, like, she calls it it. She keeps it so vague that Not they take a chance. Yeah, yep. they wouldn't even know if they're looking for a boy or a girl. Mm-hmm. So smart. Which, and then I was wondering, do you think Alice even has a birth certificate? I can't say I've ever <laughs> given it any thought until this exact moment. Because <laughs> I rushed her away so fast. Like, does she have forged documents? Did Perry do it? I don't know. I, I have questions. Future, a future research. Okay. All right. At the mine, Doc is like, you know, this this metal won't hold Bobo for long because he's impaled him on there. And Jeremy's like, you need to go now. Winona needs you to meet the baby. And Wayhot, you know, is taking them to the rendezvous point. And he's just like, okay, first of all, how do you know I need to go right now? Like, nobody called you. And this is the first time we hear Wayhot, right? In the show, I know. Yes, yes. That was such a cool thing, huh? Yeah, so he's he's coined the phrase in the show. And um, so, yeah, so he's, he tells Doc, you know, I was in an accident, and that's why BBD recruited me. It wasn't for his Seinfeld impersonations. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I love getting these, like, bits and pieces about Jeremy's past. At the rendezvous point, another crazy emotional scene. A helicopter shows up, and at first we kind of think it's danger. Nicole draws her weapon and is like ready to go into protection mode. But out jumps Perry with a wet nurse. And they tell him he's a good man. He says that he's alive because of Winona. And Nicole says her good deeds are finally paying off. And um, as Perry wants to leave with the baby, Waverly's like, you know, hang on and he's like oh i get it you know you need to say goodbye and she's like not me him because doc has just showed up he holds the baby and he says dainty and delicate and blue and i lost it again i know 
Because we know that's coming back in the season four finale. Uh-huh. Which, God, when it does, you're just like, oh, my gosh. Puddle. Yeah. Puddle. It's like those little bits that you didn't know were going to, like, who knew we would, who knew we would hang on to those little bits, right? Well, right. they knew. He knew exactly what we'd hold on to. Um, And he asks where they're taking her. And she says, as far away from the Ghost River Triangle as she can get, Uncas is waiting. I mean, he just gets like the split second. Yeah. Yeah. Just a few seconds to look in the baby's eyes. But he gets it too, right? Like he doesn't ask for more because he knows how important it is for her to go. That's right. Yeah. Everyone's doing what they got to do. Now having, you know, had all this time for this episode to sink in. Do you think anyone besides Winona knew where Gus took Alice? Because we know Doc didn't know, as we saw that in season four. Knowing Winona, I would say no. Again, the less people who know, the less chance of a leak or the less chance someone could be tortured for information. So I'm thinking she kept that to an absolute minimum. I was I was thinking if anyone, maybe it was Nicole, but I think that Nicole only knew about the plan. Yeah. I you know, I don't think at this point she would have. Not in a, not trusting her, but knowing that, again, best to keep just pieces of info with different people. Right. Listeners, let us know if you think anyone she would have told anyone else. Because we mm. know, like we know, because in, in season four, he says, what's in miracles? So we know he didn't mm-hmm. know. Uh, at Shorty's, Dolls and Winona walk out to the street. And she's like, do you think they made it just as the helicopter goes overhead? And he says, I know they did. Which, like, even that scene is, like, killed me. Seeing that it's, like, knowing they're in that helicopter going right over her. And at the well, somebody else is in the well now, right? Bobo's in the well. Nice turn of events, huh? Such a great turn of events. He's (laughs) like, they're coming for your baby. And Doc's like, she's already left the Ghost River Triangle. And he's like, well, Bolshar's coming for my angel. Doc says, she's not your daughter. And he's like, I never said that she's my daughter. I just said that she's kin. Which again, we're like, what does that mean? (laughs) Doc says he can stay in the well until the herbs are done with him. And he's like, it's fine. I've been to hell. And Doc says, so has he. Which is interesting because that's not what he told Winona at the standoff. Not at all. He said he went up. Yes. He did. He used that talking about Wyatt and being proud and other things. Yeah. So again, this is going to be big stuff towards what's coming for him in season three. So mm-hmm. very, very well set up here. So interesting. And uh, Doc puts a wooden lid on the well. It's like, good <laughs> luck moving this. <laughs> Just funny, too, because he's like, somebody should put a goddamn lid on this thing, right? <laughs> then we have this crazy... Doc and Winona scene at the wall. He's like, are you okay? And obviously neither one of them are okay. And he says, you sent her away. And she asks him if he would have done it differently. And he says he would have done everything differently. He's like, you know, Demon Cludy's out there. She says, they'll get him. They'll break the curse. So that Alice never has to. And he asks if they gave, if she gave the daughter a name. She says, no one looking for an herb will ever find her. But her first name is Alice. Alice Michelle after both their moms, which, ugh, 
killed me. I, I remember watching this for the first time. <clears throat> and as you folks know, I, we got screeners to see it early. I, I had to stop it there. I needed some time. After everything that had happened up till now and mm -hmm. fighting back the emotion and then hearing the name and referencing their mothers, God, that just, nope, nope. Okay. I need, I need, I need some time. Yeah. And she broke it, right? Like she didn't go with a W name. Right. <clears throat> and, uh, and even though mama's gone, she's still like kept with some family tradition that she included him in it. Mm -hmm. And it's like you, you, you know, you so often think of Winona as just like this hard ass, but then you have those moments like this where it's just like, there's so much more to her. He says that it's a fitting tribute to those who have left. And then she says, but Mama Earp is still waiting. And then she kisses him. And that, and then it like, as if we haven't had enough, like crazy nope. stuff happen in this episode. Like, seriously, the, the the tossing and turning in this episode we've got this great music and like one of the 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 bad parts about watching with closed captions is it says mama erp when the narrator starts right yeah mm -hmm. because it mm -hmm. kind of ruins it until you get to the end um or before you get to the end ruins it before you get to the end and uh we hear this narrator saying, there are men, Winona, mean as a rattlesnake quartered at dusk. And we see Winona driving off on her motorcycle past the purgatory sign, which, again, Winona on the motorcycle. We're going to see that later. <laughs> <laughs> and we see Jeremy, Waverly, and Dolls outside of Shorty's talking and smiling. And then the narrator goes on, and there are demons sweet as clover honey. And we see Nicole in her car with her signed divorce papers from Shay with a note that says, here you go. I will always love you, XX Shay. And then we see her open a file called The Cult of Bolshar. So we're like, along with a look the from dolls. Is, yeah, yes. what the heck is that? We spent months between seasons speculating on that. <laughs> and then Mama says, or I'm sorry, narrator says, and then there's him. And Nicole pulls out Bolshar's ring that like, okay, she picked it up. And sh that look that she and Dolls exchange. It's like, okay, what's that about? And then she says, I told you he was real. I never stop believing, but he will rise. And when he does, you'll believe it too. And then Winona says, fine, you were right. Bolshar's back. Now what do we do about it? Mama. And then that's it. <laughs> and we're all like, like if you didn't have the captions on knowing it's mama, which still you're like, that's what? For her, like for the what? last word to be mama? <laughs> what? The brilliance of Emily. And and again, for those who, you know, may have binged the show at some point, again, we had months to speculate on this. This was fun. This was one of those fun things. What's it going to mean? And what's the situation? And everything that goes along with it. Yeah. And I mean, we've kind of always been like, will we, won't we? Like, will she be back? 
you know, she wasn't dead. So it's like, could she come back? But this episode, it's like, we've got, you know, we've got Mercedes who turns into like another version of herself. We've got the bullet split. We've got the Rosita betrayal, Jeremy's metal story. We've got a baby getting born and then sent away. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Finding out Waverly isn't a demon or a revenant. Cult of Bullshar, Mama, like one episode. (laughs) It's a long list. (laughs) Like you could do a whole season with just these topics but no that's all in one episode yeah yeah brilliance again brilliance insanity how (laughs) Uh, just leave it to emily yeah i I love to uh in the postmortem with bridget bridget's like speaking of bringing people back who are maybe dead the widows are both dead but is there any way we can get mercedes and danny kind back to pal around (laughs) with winona and Emily's like, you know me, I always have room for more gingers. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> we get her back. Mm-hmm. Yes. Great. Great to have that. That's one of those fun things on the, on the, you know, the rereads now to see what would, what was coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So much. I mean, this episode just, I forget how much is packed into this season finale. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's a lot. It is a lot, and and as you said, the between the behind the scenes, um, which is one of the longest ones we've ever had. It's fourteen minutes long for this one, um, and and you know they're going to continue to grow in the next couple of seasons. Um, and the post mortem discussion, there's a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you said, it, it's taking stock, and uh, and Emily talks about it quite a bit here, and has quite a bit panels and other things over the years. I mean. In the moment, they had nothing to do but pivot with Mel's pregnancy, obviously. Uh, And she and producers and all of them were just brilliant in doing it. But when you reflect back and realize, and Jordy from 724 even talks about it, you know, every day from the time that news came to them until literally the end of shooting, I mean, goodness gracious, something could have happened to Mel. Like, you know, and it would have totally wreaked havoc on the production and all. And Instead, you look at it and it looks like it was planned that way. And that's yeah. just showing you the brilliance of Emily and the writers and the commitment of Mel and cast and everyone. I mean, it's just amazing when you think about it and step back and you can see why it makes them all emotional in the same way for any of us. Looking at that and having it come up and then playing out as it did, it's, it's just absolutely amazing to think of it and to realize just how beautiful it all became. Yeah. And how much it meant and became a part of what is the ERP experience for all of us. Well, even looking looking at it, knowing that that's what had to happen, it's hard to believe that that's not the way that whole season was just written yeah. from the beginning. <laughs> like it's, and I I know that's not the case because I've read all this stuff and I've listened to the interviews, but it's just like. No, that's just that's clearly was just the plan the whole time. Like it's just it's so seamless that that's how it appears. Yeah, yeah, and and just and watching some of the behind the scenes video too, even just some of the clips that they're showing us. You know, some of them are from naturally this episode, but some are from the 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 episode before since they do the block shooting, like we talked about last time. How that scene where. Um, Doc dies basically in Waverly's arms after Doll shot her in the, in the previous one. The alternate universe 
you know, that was shot. That was the last thing shot in season two. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, around the same time that they're doing the, the pool table stuff and everything else, but just seeing everybody there and the emotion of that moment and, and not just the cast, but the crew and all the people that had to keep that secret and make it happen. It's just something else to, to think about. Yeah, absolutely. It's, and, it's just nuts. And just to think too, like, you know, how it increasingly had to have gotten harder as the time pat, you know, the more pregnant Melanie became to do all these things that she was doing and to be so far from home, you know, out in Calgary and just like, but the way everyone was so supportive and I think Melanie was talking about Tim in one of the behind the scenes and she was like how Tim just became like this mother hen and was just constantly like, are you okay? Are you okay? Can I get you anything? Like, are you, he was just so concerned and just hearing everyone, like almost everyone was in tears talking about the whole process. Yep. Like I said, very emotional, very much. And, and revisiting it is very emotional. And if you haven't purchased the, you know, the season on, digital from iTunes and one of those providers and just been listening to us talk about it. I mean, this is one you, you don't want to miss. You, you really want to be connected to this show and, and what happened. And this would be one to make sure you, you, you watch. Absolutely. Well, there's a couple other fun things too, in the postmortem for those who, who, if you're not reading them or may not have been there at the time these were airing, it was kind of fun um, hearing Emily talk about the influence of Michelle Loretta. Uh, mm -hmm. Folks, if you're not aware, also brilliant, did Killjoys that uh, Emily wrote for and such. Uh, Killjoys, a brilliant show. Can't recommend it enough. But, you know, and using her name as part of the baby name, um, you know, just kind of fun to see. Uh, Emily talking about the whole attempts to or wanting to have Lucy Lawless potentially <laughs> play the mother. And, at first, you know, just joking at first and how that almost came to be. Yeah. Not that it wasn't brilliant, you know, having got who they got, obviously, but that was fun because that was another one of those things that was dangling out there for months, too, mm -hmm. between the seasons. Um, and, and another little thing for me and, and some of us, it was fun both in the previous postmortem and in this one, Emily talked about looking forward to going to Dragon Con because these episodes were airing and these interviews were happening <clears throat> just before Dragon Con 2017, the first time the cast was there when was just such a huge experience to have them at such a big con um, and to have many of the cast there and how they were all kind of looking forward to it. I mean, that was very special too. The first time I got to moderate a, a cast panel and for many fans to see them because, you know, not that San Diego Comic-Con isn't wonderful, but that tends to be a tougher ticket to get. So Dragon Con being a very accessible thing was a time when many Erpers got to see the cast at con for the first time. So it just brought back a lot of memories for me there too. It's kind of like a time capsule, just reading some of those things. You can see, you know, what was happening at the time, some of the comments. Yeah. yeah. And it was nice, too, in finishing up the postmortem um, with Bridget asking, you know, such a big finale and asking anything else you want to touch on and just spending a little bit of time, Emily, there, just appreciating the fans mm -hmm. uh, and how the live tweets, you know, and everybody interacting together, how that helped to create a groundswell to keep the show on the air, to get a season three. You know, all of the noise that the fans made, the passion and all is a big part of why the show got a season three and was still on the air. So, again, just some reminiscing thoughts of 
what a special time that all was. And then this was a time when you didn't have to worry about about the future of the show, right? Like they, yeah. At this point, we knew there'd be a season three, so we were riding that, looking forward to it. Um, you know, <laughs> we yeah. we are pre the fight, you know, pre the pandemic, so it's a it was a good time. I mean, like I say, this was also pre any of the Herb cons because the very first Herb con happened about a month after this episode air. Herbicon uh, UK was the first one, which was a couple of weeks after Dragon Con. So that's kind of just when, if you will, things really started to roll in terms of some awareness of the show and the Herb cons and other things that were going to build from there. So this was definitely kind of back at the time when it was the little show that not many people knew about. Yeah, even in uh, the postmortem, Emily mentioned something about how you know. Oh, I know during the hiatus, you're you're gonna you're gonna recruit more people to watch, right, Bridget? Like it's kind of like <laughs> tasking Bridget. Like I I know you're. I don't need to tell you this because I know you're already gonna have everyone who isn't already watching watch, right? Mm -hmm. So just that yeah. that recruitment yeah. that was still going on. Yeah, exactly. So. That's why this is so much fun going back and do these together and kind of revisiting some of this stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. I mean, whether you were there or weren't, whether you came later, it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. Um, the fact that you're here is what's important, but just taking a few moments to, to reflect back and, and again, the specialness of um, everything that happened to make this season what it was with Mel and all this cast, but also the fans just being there so that, we had more of the show and it could eventually become what it did. Um, it's a mixture. Appreciate it. it. Makes, you know, really, it's really fun to look at big thumbs up. I didn't cry. I'm proud of myself. No, you did really well. <laughs> Not that I didn't rewatching this or rereading some of this and prepping because it, it just brings back a flood, you know, know. it really yeah. does. How could it not? I mean, yeah. And again, yeah. like the, the more content you have more behind the scenes stuff, just, just gives it all that much more impact. It just everything just means so much more when you know all the stuff behind it. Yeah. And I mean, even just for us here on the podcast, this now means we're halfway through and halfway yeah. there. Halfway through. Which uh for us is uh looking at the calendar. It's a good time for us to take a little bit of a break with uh, all the holidays that are coming up. So you might not hear from us for a bit. So a pause and spend some time with our families during the holidays but um we'll be back season three. Oh yeah it's a doozy too as you all know so yeah looking forward to jumping back in there in a few weeks absolutely and uh in the meantime as usual you can visit us at earthologypodcast.com you can leave us a voicemail you can uh Email us through our website or directly at herbologypodcast.gmail.com. And you can find us on Twitter at herbology. Big thank you again to all of you who do reach out. Any of those methods and uh, share some thoughts on listening on the show, too. Folks make this very special, so we appreciate each and every interaction. Absolutely. While we're taking a break, you can go back and listen to some of the other episodes or, again, catch up on those post-mortems and those behind-the-scenes. Um, or go back and listen to Tales of the Black Badge. Why not? Yeah. Plenty of stuff to do. Plenty of stuff out there to have fun with. Yeah, have a rewatch for the 20th time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Join I us on the emotional roller coaster. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but until next time, bye. Thank you. Take care, all. <laughs>